Moto Spot Show. What is up, everybody? We are back. Two rounds in of the Supercross season is done and gone. So it's exciting. Supercross is giving us everything we expected. New winner every weekend so far. And just a shakeup. So I'm excited. We got a guy on today that's been in Supercross in the early years of 2000s and now is back in it 20 years later. So it's crazy that he's been doing it that long and took a break, but he's back now helping out the uh, one and only Justin Brayton on the uh, Moto Concepts team, Smart Top uh, Honda team. So I'm excited to get him on. But first, I want to give a huge shout out to Spot Network TV. You can download all of our podcasts on that app. Please check those out. They're doing a cool Saturday night show with David uh, Pingree and, or sorry, yeah, David Pingree and David Bailey. So check those guys out. Also, a huge shout out to Scott, Works Connection, Bell Ray, Motion Pro, and for the first time of the new year, welcome a Cherbies. Huge shout out to Foley and Talon. Those guys are on board. So please, anything you need from new body work to chain guides to skid plates, stands, the whole nine, please check out Cherbies. Their inventory is good. We've been selling the heck out of it over at WPS, so please check those guys out. But first, let's uh, let's get to our guest. I'm excited to get this guy's on. We met. I met him about four years ago. He was the Southeast Regional Manager at Bell Ray. He built my 2018 Yamaha, and I think he hated me for it because I just shipped him parts every day, and his wife was probably like, what are all these boxes? But it's the one and only Sean Ulikowski. What's up, Ulo? How are you? What's up, Triple J? Glad to be on, buddy. Yeah, dude. Thank you for uh, taking the time. You know, I know you're busy right now, two rounds in. Unfortunately, you guys weren't able to race last weekend, but I know you're riding and prepping, and you guys had a good day today over at Elsinore. But, man, thank you for taking the time to come on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, just uh, out here in SoCal, um, doing the West Coast swing with Justin. And, yeah, like you said, man, just been uh, busy riding, testing, and uh, getting prepared for all the races. Yeah. Like let's talk, you know, for you, you're from North Carolina and you're in SoCal, you, you drove Justin's sprinter out there and kind of told your family like, Hey, like, you know, I'm going to go back into this. You, you haven't wrenched since 2002 and, or even before that, I don't know exactly when you started, we're going to actually get to that, but what's it like, you know, just a real quick, from being a wrench in 2002 to now being a wrench in 2022, like 20 years later, man, I can't, I can imagine it's the same, but it's different. Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, it feels like I never, uh, never stopped wrenching, but you know, I've been doing side work at the garage. And then also in between that, I was engine builder at JGR for eight and a half years. So, um, you know, it hasn't been that long, but, uh, de- definitely has been a while behind. I've been, uh, behind the gate and behind the pit board consistently. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's like riding a bike, man. Once you learn how to ride a bike, you can, you know, do it forever. So, yeah, that's uh, rad. yeah. And, uh, it's actually been, uh, super fun and it's been, uh, you know, really cool to, work with Justin, you know, me and him are good, good friends outside of racing as well. But, um, yeah, everything's been, uh, going good and having a good time for sure. Like, so for people that know, don't know, Sean was the wrench for Travis Preston when he won the championship in 2002 on the, uh, Amsoil back then it was the Amsoil team and it was 125s. So it's like 125s now 450s. Like you said, you worked on your engine builder at JGR and you also worked at factory Honda, but, What's what's that like, you know, for you being able to do a top end in between practices probably at at um 
on 125s, but then now you you guys probably have a motor motor builder, I would imagine. So is it a lot less work for a mechanic now than it was in 2002? I'd imagine you guys did a lot more work as a mechanic. Now you don't. Now you have a suspension guy, you have a motor guy, you have a chassis guy, you got a crew chief. Like there's a lot more hands-on people. I feel like 20 years later than there was 20 years ago. Yeah, that that is true in some sense. Um, you know, I mean, working on the 125 at, at nationals, you'd change a top end in between motos and. You, you know, you're definitely not doing that on a four stroke. You're changing an engine if you have issues, but yeah. uh, there's still a lot of work on these four strokes with, you know, them being fuel injected, electric start, you know, obviously a lot more wiring, a little more intricate. Um, if you do have, you know, an issue with an engine and you need to swap it out, it's, it's not a, you know, 20 minute, yeah. 15, 20 minute engine change on a 125. I mean, there, there's a lot more to it. So, um, uh, a little less work in some ways, but a lot more work in other ways. Totally. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a different, it's the same type of maze, just a different one. Um, yeah. So it's just, you're always trying to figure out new ways, how to be better, how to be faster. But for you, like, you know, like I said, when did you actually start wrenching? Like, you're how old are you like what are you mid 30s late 30s come on bro thank i appreciate it but uh for just turned 45 damn son just that's that mountain biking that's that mountain biking that that you're eating eating your greens (laughs) eating your greens yeah Um, yeah yeah. so when did you officially start like wrenching on stuff so um i grew up uh riding and racing and working on my own stuff and then helped a couple uh, privateers back on the East Coast just do some East Coast Nationals, like, in the mid-'90s. Okay. And then um, made my way out west, and officially, I would say, my real, uh, like, my first real pro-wrenching job was in 98 for Deegan. Oh, okay. And then, and then uh, yeah, that's kind of when that started, and then the list... Uh, just List goes on. goes on there. So you you taught Pulp MX a few things back in the nineties, is what you're saying? I I, I taught Pulp MX some some things. Yeah, Steve Math didn't Steve Mathis rich back in the day like ninety eight ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, Steve Steve was on the circuit uh, back when I was ranching as well. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. So. Let's talk about like okay, so you wrench in nineties, you win a championship in two thousand two. I mean, what's that? What was that like? Like 2002, like I, I know granted you can't talk about the party scene, but I can only imagine like what was just the whole training and like just the different persona of in the pits compared to now, you know what I mean? Like I can imagine you guys had some fun and I don't, I don't really care about the fun, but like what was just like the atmosphere like in 2002 when you, when you win a title and it's not, I wouldn't say it's not as serious, but it just seems like it wasn't as gnarly it is today. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think, uh, honestly, it was a little different with me and Travis because, um, we weren't big partiers. I never was a, a partier drinker. Um, yeah. you know, so, um, it, it might not have been as serious. Yeah. There was tons of after parties and a lot of riders and mechanics got loose, but, um, that, that year, Travis really, put his head down and, and we were pretty serious, both of us. Um, 
you know, that, that year, but, uh, yeah, definitely some of the things, uh, I experienced and, you know, um, after races and all that, it's totally different. I mean, so many of these guys nowadays are married with kids that are winning races, you know, and and that, that was not the case 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, you guys used to do pit boards on the track too. Like I couldn't imagine what was, you know, just standing on the track with, dudes coming at you wide open hoping that they see your pit board it's it's just so different now and then like the tracks that you guys used to go to some of them are on the circuit anymore like troy ohio i heard was pretty gnarly. not yeah it's troy ohio i heard that one was pretty gnarly and then yep. i think gainesville did you guys did you guys go to gainesville back in oh two or oh one uh no i think it was gone by then but okay. i i've been there wrenched there and and uh uh, that was actually one, one, my one and only outdoor national that I tried to qualify for. Oh, okay. So that place is pretty rad. We go there for minios, and I've never been there until recently. Like I've went the last two years, maybe three years, two or three years, and it's. I'm surprised they honestly don't have a national there anymore. I mean, minios they had six thousand people there. Like, so I don't know if win and and mx sports had a falling out or not. Like, but it just that place seems like a pretty pretty rad facility. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, man, I don't, it's probably been 25 years since I've been there, but that place is, that place is similar to Glen Helen. Like, I mean, when it's done and prepped right, it's world class and, uh, or like any track. And when it's not, it's, it's not so good. Yeah. I saw a video of like, uh, that re-raceable podcast and I was like, that's Florida. It literally looked like blue groove, like. Sack, like sack raceway i don't know if you know sack raceway but just it looked really like not like florida it did not look deep or sandy at all it just looked blue groove and just concrete oh that that track is harder than any track um any track anywhere even here on the west coast it's that's crazy it's just all limestone yeah so do you have like a favorite track that you guys been to as like far as being a mechanic or wrenching like some of these races like you're going to one next weekend in San Diego, those pits are like a mile away from the stadium. I'm exaggerating, of course, but was there one that was like easier to work out than others, or one that you kind of missed? You're like, man, I'm I'm excited to go to this facility or this this practice place or not practice, but this racetrack. Um, uh, the the one I mean, the outdoor track that I like the most is Redbud. I mean, I think it's a lot of people's favorite. Just the f- facilities, awesome. Yeah. The track's awesome. As far as uh, Supercross goes. Um, I, I don't really, uh, honestly, don't don't have a favorite. Um, okay. uh, Dallas was always cool. Like the the new stadium, I've been there a few times. Just really nice uh, uh, facility, but not 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 really any Supercross. You know, they're all pretty similar to me, um, yeah. except for some of the ones like the paying the butt ones, like Atlanta, where like oh, what yeah. you just mentioned it's a, a mile away from the stadium and can't ride the bike and can't do this and can't do that so yeah. um but what about yeah, no, uh no. what was i just thinking about i was gonna oh charlotte supercross did you ever go to charlotte supercross uh, i didn't um oh, okay. i think i think it was like maybe 97 um was the last time they raced there and that was kind of when I was transitioning from racing and, and all that into, you know, moving west and, and you know, pursuing 
my career as a mechanic. Yeah. So, but I never made it to that one. Okay. And then, so you win a title, 125, Amsoil, then Geico. You know, we all know the story of Honda, but how was, how was that relationship? Like your, your son's name is Preston now. Um, how did, how did you and Preston, Travis Preston form such a strong relationship? Um, yeah, I, I guess, um, just, you know, working with him and, just even after that, uh, when I left Honda, uh, Frankie worked for him his second year, um, his second year at Honda. And then in 2007, uh, when I moved back, well, I moved back to North Carolina in 05, but I worked for Fox from 05 to 07. And in 07, Travis did a deal with Factory Connection to ride, ride the 450. Yeah. And I I flew the races on the weekend in 07 and actually wrenched for him the first part of the Supercross season until he got hurt. I was just flying in and out of the races. And so we kept that relationship going on, um, uh, you know, in, in 07. And then from there, we just, I mean, we really just, um, you know, stayed in touch and, you know, we just created a great friendship from, That's you know, right. the years working together and then he moved back to North Carolina for a couple years and uh, did some testing for Gibbs and did a, a couple races um, you know for Gibbs and so we, we've always just kind of you know stayed in yeah. touch and and I mean really been like good friends ever since you know and, and even before you know coming out here like I mean I talked to him probably you know, once a week or every other week. So, um, just stayed in touch and he comes back to North Carolina like once or twice a year and comes and hangs out and stays at the house. And, um, so yeah, just kind of, uh, you know, just rent, rent for him. And then just, uh, we created a, a lifelong friendship. That's rad. Uh, you got your alarm going off? No, that's my alarm. Hold on. Come on, bro. Fucking amateur hour over here, dude. Yeah, no doubt. We know. We can do right. Yeah, for real, huh? <laughs> oh shit. My bad everybody. Um got a got a little alarm clock go off there. Fun stuff. But yeah, um so did you did he call you in and know like when you started working or was it you were kinda wrenching and then Amzoil needed a mechanic? Yeah, I, I was, um, you know, I was pretty tight with Ziggy and, and obviously Travis and his was kind of his deal, uh, 450 deal, if I remember correctly, was, you know, kind of a one-off deal. And I, I honestly forgot how it came about and I wasn't even sure if I was, uh, you know, going to be able to do it because I was going to have to take off some Fridays and whatnot because I was working for Fox at the time. Um, but we, put it together and, and, and made it uh, happen. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't really remember the, the details. I'm sure okay. he probably called me and, you know, we talked it through and somehow we made it work. That's rad. So in all your years, all your wrenching the, the old Yamaha bike that you built in 2018, that's probably the best bike you've worked on, I would say, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> would that be your bike there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I've worked on some better bikes. I know. Let's just, we'll, 
what was what did like did what would you think what were you thinking when you just saw boxes and boxes of your shit of shit showing up at your house? You're like who is what the fuck is this guy doing? I, I, I thought I was just about done with your bike and then some more boxes would show up and I'm like, All right, well I guess we'll bolt this on too. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's funny. Um so you're in California, you're inching for J B, but before you get to California, you go to Paris SX. First time there, or have you been there before? Uh, we we didn't go to when we came here to, to Paris. No, like yeah. oh, oh, Paris, France. Yeah, yeah, Paris, France. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Bercy, yeah, uh, Bercy, SX. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what about it? Uh, was that your first time there, or have you been there before? No, uh, that's kind of funny too. Is that um, I was there twenty years prior with Travis in okay. 2000, 2002, 2003. Um, so, yeah, that was actually a super cool experience to go back 20 years later. Uh, di- different different arena, you know, all that, but um, that was a super fun trip. Yeah, did Bernard remember you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. No, I, I, I've seen him over the years and at some races, and him and JB are really – really good friends and whatnot but um yeah, yeah. never never skip the beat with that dude that dude is awesome i want to meet that guy like just listen to him talking just all the th- things that he's been involved with like he or involved in he just seems like a just like insane like gnarly fun dude like with u.s open bercy like red bull enduro Cross. like he's got his hands in everything yeah yeah now he's uh he's a good dude and and uh yeah he he's he's done a lot for sure what was uh what was bercy like with covid and everything was that pretty easy for you guys to fly over there or was there a lot of like kind of shit that you had to go through to to make all that happen or was it pretty seamless yeah su- surprisingly it was super easy like I, cool. I was nervous. i was nervous jb was nervous we um just didn't know what to expect um but yeah, we just we we had to get a COVID test um, seventy two hours before we left, or maybe it was forty eight, and then um, and then same thing on the way back. It actually got a little sketchy on the way back because it was right when the Omicron thing you know came about, where there was like two cases, and they changed the testing to it had to be twenty four hours before we boarded the flight, but. Yeah. Actually, uh, speaking to Eric, he had everything teed up and had testing um, on site at the track, so it was super seamless. And we just got our test and went to the airport and uh, made it back to the U.S. Obviously, so it was uh, not not really that big of a deal. Yeah, no, that's cool. Like it seemed like a really rad event. I mean, you, Chad Reed came out of retirement, and uh, Caroli was there, and Fevra was there, and I mean crazy get off for that guy i hope he's hope he's healing up but that whole event looked really rad i mean have you ever seen caroli ride in person before uh no i haven't um yeah it was um but yeah it was super cool small pits and they have you know all those world champs and you know everybody and just the atmosphere and stuff it was it was really cool and the team we rode for over there those guys were cool so it um always good to um meet new people and experience yeah. new so it was, it was super awesome 
And so in 02, did you guys ship bikes over there or did you guys just um, bring the same thing, like do the same thing you did now is just ship parts and suspension and pipe and stuff over? Yeah, we we uh, we just shipped stuff over, but it was a little easier on the on the two stroke stuff because you, you know the engine's obviously smaller, lighter, yeah. and suspension and stuff. So um, and then uh, like they still do now, like we went over there and JV pretty much uh, rode a stock bike with a exhaust um, suspension and clamps. Um, okay, from from one of the you know local teams but yeah i think a shop supplied us uh 125 and i i stuck a motor and suspension on it and some handlebars and uh, you know off we went yeah call it a day said good luck hope it works yeah yeah so in all your years there's is there anything that's like really surprised you or is it kind of just like it's everything you kind of expected or was it is there has there been anything that's like Holy shit! I never expected. Of course, the championship you did never expected that. But I mean, just you've been doing it a long time. Has has there been really anything that like you you look back on and say I still can't believe any you know I I saw this or did this or you know anything like something that comes to the mind? Yeah, I mean, o- overall, just the whole experience of um, you know, wrenching and working for, you know, a bunch of different teams is in, in general, just been awesome. Made lifelong friends from riders to mechanics and got to travel, you know, the, the country and, and, and the world. Um, yeah. oh, so, I mean, that it's just, uh, all of it's been awesome. I mean, one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is, is how much work and how much dedication it takes from just the travel and work in the weekends and um, all that, like that would be one thing that I would say, you know, stands out, but I don't regret any of it. You know, when I did, you know, the bulk of my career, I was younger and didn't have a family and kids um, um, and all that. But yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, I think recently I was telling somebody like, I, I would, I would still ranch or work for race teams if it wasn't for, you know, having, you know, wife and, and kids and whatnot. Like I yeah. really enjoy, it, but you just, it, it, it does, for me, it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, being gone 30 something weekends a year, you know, my, my son races downhill mountain bikes and, you know, so I enjoy yeah. taking his racing and don't want to miss that. And, and I, I just like, you know, spending time with my family. Right. Yeah. Your priorities change, right? You know, it's when you have a kid, yeah. everything changes. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I've had, you know, after JB's deal, I've had a couple of job offers already. And uh, I mean, I haven't made any, any, you know, solid decisions, but, um, you know, more than likely I'm going to turn them down just because there's similar jobs and having to travel on the weekends and stuff, you know, um, but this, this has been super cool with JB and, uh, kind of, you know, a little different situation because he's, you know, this is going to be his last, uh, full season supercross. So come May, you know, it's, uh, we're not going outdoor racing and just got to dedicate myself from now until may and and uh go from there yeah that's pretty gnarly like to think like you're coming back and then it's jb's last 
last year. Like it's that's pretty crazy. Like we're gonna lose the ten. So um, I would say lose. I can maybe see him come back for some other stuff. But as far as a guy that's up in thirty seven years old and still just ripping, like how's that for you? Like to know like this is his last year. Like is how's the how is everything in the pits and and under the semi and everything? Oh, it's it's been awesome, man. The team's been awesome. Um, the team owner, Mike Genova, has been great. Tony Alessi is, um, I mean, just blown away how good of a job he does as a team manager. And, and yeah, yeah. The, just the, the, the whole vibe with the team and everybody and JB's last year, it's just, um, I mean, it, it's, it's all coming together, um, coming together really good, and it's been super fun so far. That's rad. Who uh, who's putting the NOS bottles on Vince's bikes? Um, that would be that would be Chad at XBR. That Dude, that's another. Holy shit! Guy. Yeah, that's another guy that um, I didn't know Chad until working on this team. But he is uh, he's an awesome engine builder and has a ton of knowledge and uh, the proofs in the pudding right there. Yeah, like. Vince isn't a small dude. I mean, he's small, but I mean, he, uh, to rip, I think he's ripped like three out of four hole shots. I think, um, yeah, it's pretty, insane. yeah, that, yeah. Vince is a good starter, but, uh, I will say this Chad is also uh, a really good engine builder. So the combination <laughs> of the, both. it goes hand and you got Tony Alessi. Who's the, who's the like guru of doing hole shots. Oh yeah, yeah. If he tells you your your starts are good, that means they're good. Right. Yeah, that's cool. JB though, uh, working working a helmet deal like uh, that's pretty cool. He's got the muck off helmet deal. Uh, are those guys a sponsor of the team too, or is that kind of just a uh, a deal just for J- a personal JB deal? Yeah, that that's just a personal deal of his. Okay. Um, uh, that kind of carried over from uh, yeah, the old his relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, a cool deal for him. Uh, cool company. Got to meet some of the people from muck off when we were over at Paris. But, um, yeah, that's, that's a personal deal of his. Yeah. That stuff's cool. We just actually just picked them up at WPS and I've had a chance to use some of it and man, that stuff works good. And they got like the snow foam and the pressure washer and all that stuff. It's, it's some pretty rad product. I mean, the pressure washer by itself, it's like a little box and it comes with all the cleaner and everything for like 300 bucks like i'm cool to see it's it's cool to see those guys get in the sport the more sponsors we can get and it's cool to see those those guys stick around and i see they're now at the club mx team but it seems like a rad deal for for everybody yeah yeah for sure their stuff's uh really good i've used uh both their power sports and bicycle stuff and speaking of the pressure sure they just sent me a pressure washer um out here to california while i was out here so um yeah that was that was cool of them and, and their stuff is really good yeah no so for sure if you guys haven't checked it out give muck off a a check out and look get at your local wps dealer and go support jb so you can still keep cashing them checks um but 2016 you get on with bell ray we've had cody on um in the past he was like episode six i believe but talk about getting out of the motor side and getting into the like quote-unquote retail side what was that like because usually you know it's almost like mechanics are like i don't know if this is the right comparison but mechanics are like almost like army vets like they do it for so long and then they get into like 
the retail side or the other side it's like they're they're like civilians going out to try to find do something different but you you worked at fox too in 05 and 07 so i i can imagine it wasn't a big transition but some of these guys that retire it's like a whole new world you know like kyle bentley he got into the sandwich his parent took over his parents sandwich shop and and whatnot but for you like what was that like how did that all work out yeah it, it was definitely different i had a little experience from uh, Fox uh, in 0507 where I, I had zero experience sales or retail or any of that. Um, but, yeah. but that definitely did help coming into the Bell Ray position. Um, and the Bell Ray position wasn't really uh, direct sales, which um, was, was, you know, I, I personally like, you know, I worked with uh, the distributor reps like yourself and just yeah. educated the reps and the dealer on the product. Um, so it, it kind of, you know, came easy for me. I, I did, I did learn a lot, uh, while I was there on the retail and sales side of things. Um, so yeah, I definitely gained some experience, but, um, you know, uh, overall, uh, it was a great experience, but, um, you know, I never, I've had some sales jobs, um, you know, the Fox and, and the Bell Ray deal, but I, I definitely prefer spinning wrenches. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're just kind of getting your own element and you get to just not worry about anybody else and just do your thing and like focus on you and, and the rider, which is really cool to where you don't have to have, you know, thousands of people from different States and reps and all that, you know, calling you and hey, I need this, I need that. Like, it's just you and the bike and the rider. It's, it's simple, yeah. easy. Um, but for you, like you were a motor builder, like you said earlier, and going to the Bellray product, you know, a lot of a lot of times when you go to sell product, it's hard to sell it because you don't believe in it. But you insured me and actually got you and Cody got me on the Bellray because you're like, no, dude, like I don't I actually really believe in this stuff. It's actually legit. The thumper is really good. The you know, the EXP is really good. Um, so like for you, I would imagine that was an easy transition too, because you actually believed in the product. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, their their stuff is is really good product. Um, and then you know I I used it growing up. Uh, Bell Ray was actually twenty minutes. Their facility or factory, whatever you want to call it, was yeah. twenty minutes from where I grew up. So I've always uh, used their two cycle oils and greases and and all that stuff. And then uh, learning more about the product when I was there at Bell Ray and, and getting more, um, uh, you know, oil knowledge and, and all that. It's, it's, uh, definitely, definitely a good product. They make, uh, all their stuff from their chain loops to their engine oils is, is, um, a quality product. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys haven't done it yet, please go check out Bell Ray. Um, I just got the new 10 W 50 for the gas gas. Um, excited to try that, but Huge shout out to those guys. Thank you for coming on board. Huge shout out to Cody. Getting ready to do some graphics for that guy on his new Cowie. Um, but yeah, like that's that's probably the one thing that I like the best is you've kind of done it all, right? You've done the mechanic thing, you've done the retail, you've done the motor building, the you know, you've seen how everything works. You you've wrenched on them, you've worked on them. Um, and to see all that, for you, do you feel like there's one thing that's harder than the other? Like what something that was like, man, I got to go do this today. Or I got to go do that today. But do you just, do you just love it all? Or is there some things you're just like, I'd rather 
Do you like it this way? I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you like it this way better to where there's not as much pressure on you to do it all to where now you can kind of rely on other people like Chad and I don't know who JB's show a suspension guy is, but do you like it that better way or is, or do you feel like sometimes you got to double check everybody's work? And I don't mean to blow anybody. I'm not trying to say that, but do you like it better being not as hands-on? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said earlier, it's, it's so different though. Um, yeah, if you got a good team and good engine builders and, and suspension guys, it's, uh, you know, it, it makes it easier, but there's still, um, there's still a lot of work. There's still a lot of pressure. I mean, regardless, you still have these guys' lice in your hand. I mean, you leave yeah. something loose or don't plug something in. It doesn't matter if the suspension or engine guy, uh, did their job. You still have to do your job, you yeah. know? So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, still, still a ton of pressure, um, either way you slice it. Um, and then, you know, when, when I built engines on the 125, like say working for Travis, I mean, yeah, I I had that on me as well. You know, it was my responsibility for the engines and stuff. Um, but it just, just depends on, on how you slice it. I think either way, it's still, um, a lot of work and a lot of pressure at, at, at the highest level. Yeah. I would, I would say, cause when it comes down to it, maybe they did the motor and they did this and they did that, but you were the last person to touch the bike. Right. So it's like, even though it might not have been at your fault, you kind of, I don't know. I don't know if you feel like this or not, but it's almost like you get that guilty conscience to where you're like, shit, even though that wasn't my part, I kind of should have maybe caught that or should have maybe done this or done that. Maybe. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah, there, there definitely is, is always that. And, unless it's, you know, a part failure or something known, it's, it's, it's on you, you know? Um, that, at least that's how I look at it. I, I know all these guys take it serious, you know, at this level and you have to, um, but, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's fun, but when things go wrong, you know, it's, it's not so fun and there's a lot of pressure. Totally. Speaking of parts, what's, uh, what's the parts been like with, with COVID and everything? I know for us, it's, it's been tough. What about like team stuff? You guys, you guys doing pretty good on parts stuff? Yeah, we, uh, there's been a few things, um, here and there that, uh, been a little tough to get, but, uh, it's definitely not holding us back from racing. There might be a few things that'd be nice to have a couple extra spares of, of something that we might not have, but, um, for the most part, it, you know, we, we have what we need. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I know that could be a worry. I know there's a couple guys that are on, you know, 21 bikes, I believe just cause they can't get parts, you know, it's like, they don't want to risk it and they're on older, they're not on 22 models. So that's cool that you guys are able to get that dialed in and get everything you need. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um I just drew a blank. Uh Oakland Supercross. I know we can't talk about it much, but JB did one of the awesome most awesome things. He he told everybody like, "Hey, it is what it is." And Feld's trying and man, I can't respect that enough. Like Feld to give us 2 years, I mean, not 2 years, almost 3 years now through this pen- pandemic and everything and to be able to go racing on the weekends like yeah, the the COVID sucks and the restrictions sucks, but for you guys what was that like? I mean, was that kind of a last minute deal or was that kind of like a Thursday you guys did a test and it was like, okay, we can't go racing this weekend. Yeah. It, it just, um, 
uh, pr- Friday he showed up and he tested positive. So, I mean, the protocol is that he, you know, he couldn't race and has yeah. to uh, sit out for five, five days. And, um, yeah, um, it was pr- pretty, pretty cut and dry. And, you know, I mean, going into it, um, you know, the route he chose and, and his beliefs, um, in in the direction he wants to go i mean it is what it is and yeah. uh, you can't fault the guy for it and he um you know he he paid you know had to sit out and paid the penalty of of uh, if, if that's what you want to call it but yeah. um yeah i mean it it is what it is it's, right. it's uh nobody's fault and um it, it was unfortunate but um, I mean, and sorry type of deal. Yeah. And, and it's everybody's, everybody's, you know, it seems like everybody's been sick and whatnot. So, I mean, the positive of it is, you know, he got it out of the way and he's exempt for 90 days and we can go racing without no worries. And, um, yeah. And, and I think he, he handled it, uh, handled it well and and as we all know jb is a class act and um yeah just uh we'll go racing in san diego this weekend yeah that's what's that's what's kind of a little better nowadays it's not a 14 day quarantine so that's cool that you know it's he was able to just do the five days and now he's good for 90 days and do you feel like it's it's gonna maybe affect this championship at all i know jb's you know racing for wins but as far as championship goes, do you do you think we could maybe see a top guy maybe get uh, like the boot one weekend? Oh, oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I I don't know, I don't know everybody's status and you yeah, know, vaccinated, not vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but I mean, from yeah, no doubt. I don't think JB is going to be the last top guy in in the pits that's going to have to sit out a race this year i I mean i can almost guarantee that but um yeah yeah it just um yeah like i think uh i i didn't even really know um but i i i I think i heard that freddie norton had to sit out in oakland as well so yeah they posted um, on the tv on the broadcast there's like three guys i think i think freddie you And then I can't remember the third. And then yeah, it was like holy crap, that's pretty nice. It's just it just says COVID protocol on, on that on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. To answer your question, I, I mean, I, I I'm pretty certain that you know um, there's going to be some other guys throughout the year sitting out. Yeah. Um, who who I who I don't know, but right. I'm surprised if there wasn't um, a top guy or several top guys at some point that missed a race. Yeah, there was some controversy earlier in the year. A rider's a rider's wife posted about fake vax cards, so that it's going to be interesting to see how all that blow bowls over. But back to JB, yeah. like it was, I really respected what he did and kind of gave gave shout out to Feld because I think a lot of people don't realize how much work goes into the Supercross season and all these stadiums. Like you know, it's one of those things they could have just said, "Screw it, let's do all seventeen rounds at one at one stadium," but they're trying to go across the country and. You know, there's thousands of people on the working staff. There's a thousand people um, from different teams and all that stuff. So it's it's pretty cool to have racing, but um, 
appreciate how JB kind of said, hey, guys, like this is what it is, and it is what it is, and let's just move on and look forward to San Diego. Yeah, yeah, no, he, I think he handled it as good as anybody can handle it, and it is true. Feld's got a job to do, and they, you know, um, legally and responsible for a lot of stuff so i mean it's it's not their fault they they have to put protocol in place and you got to stick by it yep totally i would have to agree with that dude like so like we talked about earlier 20 years turning wrenches there's a couple other guys that are 20 years in frankie carlos big b what was it like to see those guys back at the pit? Did you guys have like an AARP like meeting and like kind of talk about <laughs> talk about life or what? Oh, stop it! Yeah, <laughs> me, 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 me and Frank here actually to this day he's another lifelong friend of mine. Um, caught up with him at A one, and I mean it. It literally felt like it, it was two thousand three or four when he was working for Gosler, like yeah. Uh, even miss the beat um but but yeah no it's it's definitely awesome to see those guys now uh the the fact that they're still wrenching and never stopped or did something different like uh, i did they're they're yeah. absolutely crazy <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah no those those guys are are awesome um you know not super tight with carlos or anything but know him pretty well good dude um and but there's there's also a, a, a ton of new faces in the pits. Um, yeah. I, I I feel I feel like the grandpa of the bunch now, man. It's crazy. Yeah, you guys are like over there, at like at the at the circle table, like playing bingo, and you're like, man, like look at all these young bucks. <laughs> like they got no idea. They got no idea. Yep. Yep. I don't play bingo. I ride mountain bikes. Yeah, no, that's why what, you look young. That's why I see. I told you, like you look. Don't look at all like you're 45. <laughs> Riding, probably, yeah. you could probably out outride me on a mountain bike. I mean, anybody oh. can. Anybody can outride me on a mountain bike. Shit. You better you better bring that 450 on a mountain bike ride <laughs> if you want to keep up. No joke. Meet you at Windrock, dude. Show you a few things. Um, speaking of young bucks coming up, like for you, like what do you what do you see some of these guys maybe doing wrong or something like? kind of that you would recommend or give advice to if somebody's listening to this and saying man i really want to be a factory mechanic you're probably thinking run no i'm just kidding just kidding but uh like what 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 do you see in today's world that's maybe different or or something that you're like man like that's pretty cool like maybe you know like you said you're watching so maybe you learned something new but just advice around like all around kind of what would you what would you tell somebody looking to do it the the main thing i would say is just keep your ears open and never think you you know it all or the way you're doing it is the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of when I started, I, I just kept my ears open. And if I was doing it one way and somebody told me, you know, you know, gave me a, some advice, I, I just, I took their advice and if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it didn't. Um, uh, I just remember my, my, time at pro circus at honda i mean i picked up just you know a little bit here a little bit there and and uh yeah definitely don't be closed-minded and just pay attention and learn yeah so speaking of that is there anybody that you would say i've had a lot of people talk about skip norfolk you talk about pro circuit 
like, is there anybody you would say like, man, that guy was a huge influence on how I wrench today? Um, well, there's a, definitely a couple of guys that I work directly with, um, that one of the guys, uh, that comes to mind, which I, I don't know, like if he really taught me anything, but I paid attention to his work and attention to detail, uh, and thought it was to this day, still the best in the pits. And that's Chad Watts. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. just, uh, Ricky's old mechanic. Just, yeah. I mean, just the amount of, uh, time, work, dedication. I mean, for my liking, I, I'm, uh, he's what was a little over the top. Like I'm not a polished guy. Like I don't like the, polished chrome look on bikes but this guy just he did everything and anything and his bikes never broke and they always look the best in the piss and um yeah so i don't know like if he showed me one way to do something in particular but i just always respected chad's work along with several other guys i mean uh you know mike gossler definitely one of the uh best in the piss and you know, all, all these guys at, at this level do an amazing job. But um, th- those are a couple guys that that I remember, um, you know, really like, man, th- those guys do do a bang-up job. Yeah, I think Chad's got – it's funny. I think Chad and both Goose have uh, their own shops now. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, they, maybe that's your they, future, dude. Uh, I, I thought about it. <laughs> I just – um, I, I, I do some stuff out of the garage here and there, but, yeah. um, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go full time go that route and, and, and deal with, um, paying the ass customers like yourself. Dude, come on. You know, I was probably the best customer you ever had. <laughs> shoot. Shoot. I mean, I still owe you money, but it's fine. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> I, I was going to say customer. I don't know if I got paid for that <laughs> oh, or <shit>. not. <laughs> I, I think. I think you sent my son uh, a few pairs of fly gloves. Maybe that's yeah. I think that's what the deal was. Yeah, they're all back ordered. <laughs> I, I, I wonder who got the better end of that deal. Yeah, I know, right? I'll probably end up paying for it at one of these races. I'll get a bill. Yeah. Um, but now that's I mean that's pretty crazy to think though, like how this how small this sport is. Like you you think about Frankie and I mean like even like guys like Bevo that were been in it forever and Knowles and and all those guys like it's it's pretty crazy how everybody just stays in it's like a it's like a not like a gang but it's almost like it's so crazy how everybody's not a family but it, it's just once you get in it's hard to get out I guess yeah yeah and I mean it's you know like a, a lot of other careers too it's it's what you've done you know the majority of life your life and what you know how to do so yeah. I'm, I'm in a similar situation, um, you know, kind of always seems to come full circle, you know, and it's, it's hard to, you know, get out of what, you know, you know, what you know, to how to do best. Right. No, for sure. And it's kind of one of those things now, like you said, you got Preston growing up racing mountain bikes and stuff. What, what's his interest like as far as it goes as wrenching and stuff like that? Is he like, here, dad, fix it. Or does he even know like the things that you've accomplished over your lifetime? Uh, yeah, he, he, uh, my, my bad, but I, I gotta do some catching up on his wrenching skills because, uh, dad does it all for him right now. Um, but it, it's funny, he'll, uh, he'll pull up some old, you know, 
late 90s early 2000 videos on youtube and and whatnot like dad i saw you on here i saw you fighting or this or that or the other thing but um uh so yeah he he knows and and uh it's really cool because um you know my my wife is good friends with travis preston obviously comes and stays with us and you know both my kids know him and 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 you know, know that I've worked for him and, yeah. you know, my, my kids, uh, you know, are both, you know, know, know the Brayton family and their kids. So they, they know what, what I've, I've done in the past. And like I said, uh, more so than my, my son than my daughter, but he's always pulling up some old videos or something like that. Is that you? So yeah. that, like, that's pretty, you're like, yeah, is Matt Walker in that video? Then it's me. I'm there. <laughs> Yeah, Matt Matt Walker or, or Eric Sorby. Yeah, so. you coming at him? Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, I guarantee Travis probably has like uh, bedtime stories where he's like, "Your dad's he's he's a nice guy, but if you piss him off, it's it's kind of game over. <laughs> you got to watch uh, out." Yeah. There 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 was uh, there was some fighting going on back in the day. For that sure. jersey that jersey comes out that new jersey comes out and it's, oh, yeah. it's 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 not <laughs> you better run don't don't push me uh over my limit and then you'll see the bad side of me i love it was there anything back in the day that you're just like man i can't believe i did that you know like you said like just in the tunnel like we, we still get a little bit of it today but everything's such televised and such good coverage like you don't see really much of it but i mean back in the day those those tunnels had to have some controversy in them oh oh yeah there was some. Um... Uh, me personally and uh, many other riders and mechanics, there's been lots of lots of pushing and shoving in that A1 tunnel, so um, or in that Anaheim tunnel. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've got in, into fights and arguments with uh, back when I was working with Trav uh, for Travis um, when Sorby and and Matt Walker and those guys were. Uh, pulling some dirties on them there, but yeah, there was there was some pushing and shoving in that tunnel with riders and mechanics. That's crazy. I feel like it'd be it'd be such a like if we ever had like a reality series like a net like like a Netflix Drive to Survive, and people got to see that kind of drama, it'd bring more attention to our sport. But unfortunately, that's not the the attention we want. But stuff like that, it's just like we you don't see it, so you don't really understand it. But yeah, I mean that's what's crazy about our sport is there's just it's so competitive, but you only see the racing. You don't see the rival. You don't see as much rivalries as I think anymore as you did back in the day. Um, I think it was just a, yeah, it's just it's, a different era. Yeah, it's more frowned upon, but I mean, yeah, there, there, there's still a bit of it. Obviously, yeah. I, I mean the the uh, uh, Malcolm and and Marvin deal, like. You know, I mean, that was pretty exposed, but that that stuff uh, seemed like it happened a lot more back in the day. Yeah, we didn't have a whole lot of cameras back in the day either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Heck yeah! No, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you've you've kind of lived through it all and and seen the good times and the the bad times and the highs and the lows of the sport. And do you feel like there's anything that you you think we could do different to, to make the sport bigger? Or is it just one of those things where it's, we're just always going to kind of be a niche? Um, I, I think it's, it's gotten better over the years with the yeah. TV packages and, 
And we've definitely been fortunate um, the last couple of years, including this year with just the talent. Um, totally. You, you know, that, the depth of talent. So, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing in particular, but I, I, I would have to say, you, you know, the sports, um, the sports growing. And, and I, I mean, I wouldn't know exactly what to do to get it more recognition, but I think it's definitely – headed in that direction and with the pandemic i also feel like uh more people got into the sport whether it was recreational riding or racing so yeah um that, that definitely wasn't a bad thing for the you know racing or power sports industry um no, but no. yeah yeah i i think uh yeah definitely would nice to be nice to see it a little more mainstream maybe in the future but yeah. Um, I, I think it's uh, it's definitely grown um, over the years. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I, I like you just. I think you nailed it on the head with the the COVID. It you know a one was it almost felt like old a one. You know it was it was so packed and there was people everywhere and it was really cool to see. Honestly, I don't know how you how you felt, but it just seemed like it was almost somewhat normal a one this year. Yeah, definitely. I was very surprised. Well, not not surprised. A one always has a lot of people, but it it felt like, yeah, it felt like two thousand two. I mean, packed pits and packed packed stadium. So yeah, yeah that that was actually a, a breath of fresh air to see that. I, yeah, I think so too. I was actually like, I was pretty like, holy crap! I, I knew it'd be good because it's a one, and we weren't there last year, but. To have that many people there in California, I was like, man, this is rad. Like, I hope it kind of carries over through. I mean, it sucks. Like, the pits were kind of a little bit harder to, to get into and stuff, and they were a little stricter on passes. But overall, just the whole experience, like, it, it's pretty cool to see, and I'm, I'm hoping it passes on to more rounds. Like, they weren't super strict on the masks, which was, which was nice and, and all that. But um, what was what was JB like going into the first round this this year? Was he does he ever tell you like man, I wish I had my speed now than when you know ten years ago? Or does he think because he's even said like he feels like he's at his prime right now? But does he ever say anything like that to you? Like man, I'm feeling good today. Like I, if I felt like this in 2010, who knows what what could have happened? Uh, yeah, a, a little bit here and there. I mean, leading up to A1, he put in a ton of work and. Um, I mean, yeah, he's, you know, mentioned a few times, like he feels better than ever and is riding better than ever. And, um, you know, it's, I think kind of somewhat hard for him to be like, man, am I really going to be done? But I mean, you got to draw a line somewhere and, you right. know, he's, he's three kids and, you know, it's, uh, to do it at his level as a full commitment. But, um, yeah, at at his age and and whatnot, um, yeah, he's he's definitely uh, been riding and is riding really well. So um, probably see some really good results out of him here in the uh, upcoming races. Dude, that video he posted at club where he like jumped over that triple face was so gnarly. I'm like, oh yeah, how do you think of that? But I mean, these guys are professional athletes, right? So it's just, but it just like it seems like he's just having fun and. I've talked to talked to you before about it too, like that whole Club MX program too. Just seems like it's it's kind of like an undercover Alden program. Like you got so many guys there, and the tracks are getting chewed up. And it seems like if you have a good day there, you're gonna have a cakewalk on Saturday nights. 
Oh, for sure, man. They got, uh, you know, top shelf facility and, and then just multiple tracks. Uh, we go down there and we ride, you know, three days in a week. We ride, we ride three different supercross tracks. I mean, there are not too many places you can do that. Um, so, but yeah, JB call, calls club the, the hidden gem. Um, yeah. you, you know, but, uh, yeah, definitely cool to have that, um, back there. And, and I think that's, uh, you know, definitely help help JB with his um, Supercross career and, and, and keeping keeping fresh and yeah he's uh, he's definitely that guy that jumps up first and shows the young bucks how, how to do it. I love it. That's awesome. Does JB think he wants to maybe get into coaching or training at all or does he kind of just want to walk away and just wipe his hands clean and say I had a good ride? Uh, I, I don't think he's just going to wipe his hands clean and just, you know, throw in the towel and be done like that. Um, I think uh, after this season, you might see him do some one-off races. You know, he's always uh, enjoyed doing, you know, some of the European stuff and has always done well over there. So I, I think you'll still see him doing, you know, a couple races here and there. Um yeah. And then he's got such a good relationship with, you know, a lot of these younger riders and, and teams and whatnot. I, I think, I mean, he, he can write his own ticket, what he wants to do. I mean, he can be a writer coach. He can be an agent. He can be a team manager. Um, so, yeah, um, goes on. yeah, I mean, honestly, he, he, he's capable of doing all, all of that plus um So, yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't if he if he wants to stay busy and and go down another uh, path, he he can easily do it. I could see him being like a good test rider, like maybe getting hired by Star or or somebody to be like a test rider. He he's he's one of the best, dude. One I've heard of the best that. Guys. Yeah, I've heard that. I test it with. He helped Honda and the Honda guys out a bit, so. Um, uh yeah they 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 lean on him for some stuff um but but yeah he's he's by far probably the well is is the best test uh test rider that i've ever worked with that can definitely point in in the right direction dude tp hear that hear you say that he's gonna come after you that that's the number one guy Uh, in yamaha right now (laughs) tp back then he didn't know you you (laughs) could no tire pressure uh, you could put his handlebars on backwards, and he wouldn't even know. <laughs> just rode it. Yeah, oh, he just he just rode it, dude. That's awesome. Hell yeah! Well, we have a segment called uh, Beach Say What. It's presented to you by JD Beach. Um, he's down in Florida training right now. If you guys haven't got a chance yet, please go check out JD's Instagram at um, JD Beach ninety five. He's getting ready for the the flat AFT American Flat Track Series. He just signed with Yamaha. So we're excited to see what he can do um, in that series. He got a few wins last year, and I think he got their series coming up here quick, and it's going to be exciting. They got one over there in Illinois where they're going 100-plus miles an hour and jumping shit. It's it's incredible, the, the things those guys do on a flat track. And same as Supercross, it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. So please go check out JD, and please go support the uh, AFT series. Excuse me. <coughs> but... Yeah, man, I'm excited to have him on board, but 
He's got a few questions for you, Sean. Do you watch Flat Track at all or no? Uh, uh, a little bit, not 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 too much. So yeah, no, it's 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 kind of like how we were ten years ago. It's or fifteen, even fifteen years ago. Like their TV package isn't where ours is, but you know it's getting there. It's it's coming. I think Mav TV and maybe even NBC's like they're getting a really good TV package now. So I think that's going to help their sport grow. Kind of like what you mentioned earlier. So it should be cool. Yeah. Sure. Um. So his first question is favorite race working for the JB Ten. Uh, fa- favorite race. Well, um, we're only one race in this year, so yeah, it it only be Anaheim one. Um, right now, which uh, well, yeah, Burst yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's right. Um. I, I'll go with I'll go with Bercy on that one for now, just because yeah. um, that that was definitely a cool like one-off experience. And there's um, you know 15 more rounds of Supercross, so I'm sure I'll have a a, a better a US. Yeah, 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 no no doubt. So, but but yeah, that was that was cool because uh, we were over in in France, and it happened to be on on uh, we were over there Thanksgiving. So even though we were away from our families and stuff, we had, we had a great time and it was a good experience. Yeah. And it's one of those things too, where it's my fault too, guys. Like I sent these, I sent JD a text as I was recording the show. It's just the day got away from me. We've been slammed with trying to get, uh, you know, some orders in before the end of the month. So my bad, huge shout out to JD. Like this was my fault. So please don't, uh, don't blame JD. You know what I mean. So uh, he probably didn't know that you've only worked with J- with JB for only two, with Brayton for only two rounds. But um, we'll have to get you back on and ask you that question at the end of the year because, like you said earlier, I think JB is going to be either on the podium or maybe win one. So if uh, yeah, if yeah, everything aligns well, correctly for him. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll follow back up on that question at the end of the season because I'm sure there'll be uh, there'll, there'll be some some uh, good races. Yeah, by, by totally. the end of the year. So 20 years in the sport. No, more than that, 24 years, whatever it is. Do you have a favorite off-season race? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would say it would probably be uh, uh, Bercy whenever. Uh, I don't remember if it was 02 or 03 with, uh, with Travis. We went um, we went over there. He actually won uh, – Prince of Bercy, and then from there we went to Italy, I believe, and did a race over there. But if you, uh, uh, the one race that uh, sticks out is, is that 2002 2003 Bercy race. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably grown a lot since 2002. There's probably, or is it, or is Paris one of those things where it kind of just has that monument? Nothing's really grown over there. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely definitely different because uh, totally different stadium. The, the old stadium twenty years ago was yeah. tighter quarters, and and I mean the stand, the fans were literally like hanging over into the track, like that's how close it was, and a uh, little different atmosphere. But it still was definitely really cool uh, when we went this year. 
That's rad. Yeah, it's on my bucket list for sure. I know a couple guys got to go, like DJ Jordan, a couple guys went, I think, two years ago, and it looked like a really cool event. So it's on my bucket list to go go check that out and to go check out an MXGP for sure. Yeah. Uh, his next one would be, what is your go-to snack pack for a long bicycle ride? Uh, Cliff Bar, for oh, sure. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'm usually... Um, I'm usually that guy that doesn't take water, or gels, or anything. But yeah. if I know going on a, a long ride, I'll, I'll usually um, stick a Cliff Bar um, in, in my jersey pocket or something. But that's 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 my go-to on the bike, off the bike, like middle of the day if we're out testing or something. So um, yeah, that's my go-to. Hell yeah! Did, was there a lot of mountain bike riding going on back in the day? Um, for, for me, yeah, there was, yeah. I mean, where, where I lived, uh, out when I lived out here for 13 years, um, I lived just in like Corona Riverside area, just on the backside of all the test tracks and I could ride out of my house and, and kind of had a loop and that's kind of where I got serious about mountain biking and yeah, definitely even back then, uh, rode a couple times a week and uh just from there just uh you know got into mountain biking pretty pretty heavy and then when i moved back east i started uh racing mountain bikes and ever since then that's been my number one passion heck yeah that's awesome when do when would you say like mountain biking kind of got more into moto like now it's such a big crossover you know what i mean like even like guys like me with fly and you know people at fox like the reps are now starting to come like kind of like hybrid reps where they're doing moto and bicycles but what would you say kind of mountain biking really started to become like a good crossover for for moto i i think like 2010 around that time okay um a lot more guys started doing it because um you know jb even will tell you and he's mentioned a few times on some podcasts like one of the first times he really ever mountain biked was, you know, I took him when he was at JGR and, um, you know, he like rode a mountain bike one time before that, you know, and, and there was a lot of guys like that, but now it's, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find the guy in the pro pits that doesn't have a mountain bike or, you know, yeah. doesn't mountain bike once or twice a week. Um, you know, it, it definitely is a, huge crossover i mean you know jb and and roxon you know out here they they're both uh kenny lives in san clemente and jb staying there they they ride together you know as you know some cross training and you know i know a bunch of other riders and our our other guy on our team mitchell oldenburg you know we rode a couple weeks ago so all these guys uh it seemed like mountain bike um uh a lot nowadays but that that wasn't the case um i'd say prior to 2010 that's cool that's yeah i mean it's it's cool to see these guys having fun with the training programs you know like road biking and running it can just be so like blah um but it's cool to see these guys like you just said like you're getting a group together and they're all going out and having fun and and making it competitive you know what i mean because you can find different lines and and get almost like a moto kind of like a moto race going to where it's uh makes it exciting 
yeah, it, it's it's awesome, man. Obviously, I, I I love it, and you know, ride several days a week. But um, yeah, it, it's it's super fun. And then you throw the the whole e bike deal in the mix, and and you know, uh, do some e bike riding and, and all that. That's uh, that adds a whole other element of fun to it. Dang it! You took you took it before I was gonna I was gonna make the joke that what the listeners didn't know is you've been riding e bikes, so you don't really. You don't really do like the uh, hardcore stuff, but um, no, uh, I, I I got my acoustic bike out here, but I, I do have an e bike, and I try to stay off of it because it's uh, it's pretty addicting and fun. Um, yeah, but you should just it, rent that thing to me. Let me borrow it for for a month or so while you're out in California. It, it's sitting in my garage in North Carolina. <laughs> Go get it. get it. Speaking of mountain bikes, Trevor Reese freaking sent me a photo. You know Trevor or Maxima? Uh, I don't think I know Trevor. Okay, he's a big mountain bike guy. He posted a photo. He sent me a photo on Monday, and dude just wadded up it in Vegas, just fucking road rash all down the side of his arm. I'm like, dude. Uh And he was riding with Steve and Wygant, and they were on e-bikes, and he was on a regular bike, and I was like, that's what you get for showing off. Uh I was just being a dick. Yeah, that that those trails out there in Vegas, like Bootleg Canyon and stuff, you go down there, man. You might as well go down on the pavement. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, that stuff looks like no fun. Um, just super rocky. I mean, it's probably fun, but it looks a little sketch. But yeah, uh, so who who's who's faster? Like you, you give JB a run for his money on, on the mountain bike track, or what? Uh, JB maybe at one point in time. Um, yeah, but JGR he- days. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, but he is, uh, he, he's, he's really good and super strong, uh, on, on a bicycle mountain bike or road bike, but, um, he, he's, uh, he's one guy that definitely crosses over his fitness and skill, but there's been some moto guys that, um, you, you're, you'd be surprised that they ride moto so well because their bicycle skills are not so great. <laughs> really? That's oh, yeah. incredible. I'll have to ask you about that because I know you don't want to blow anybody out. Even though nobody listens to this show, but I don't. Can you give me a hint? Like do, yeah. like, what color bikes do they ride? Uh, they they don't ride any color bikes nowadays. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there's we'll, we'll address that another time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, there, that's there's... Awesome. There's a few Just guys super that uncoordinated. Said, yeah, that like I, I mean I'm not dogging them out because yeah. I, I mean I'd be the same if I got on a dirt bike compared to them, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, there there's been a few guys, uh, pro level moto guys that like get winner, on a bike yeah, like winners, like winners of races. Oh yeah, and like yeah, and and my son would show him up on a bicycle like <laughs> super. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. What about GNCC? You going to come out for a few rounds of GNCC mountain biking? Yeah, man. I got to uh, yeah. gotta um, come back and race the 40-plus. I raced the one in West Virginia there at the end of the year and, and won the 40-plus class. So um gonna going to definitely do that. I think JB's committed to do a couple as well. So, uh, yeah, ho- ho- hoping to do – a handful of them we'll see what the schedule looks like but it, it was it was super fun man we we had a blast yeah i got to i had a chance to watch watch them at uh 
at Loretta's, and yeah, I can't think of the guy's name, but he fuck just ripped everybody. Um, he used to ride. He used to race GNCC back in the day. Mo, is it Mullins? Maybe. Charlie yeah, Mullins? yeah, Char- yeah. Charlie Mullins. Yeah, yeah. dude. Fuck. Yeah. It was just insane to watch him rip rip that thing at Loretta's. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, yeah, it, it's it's super fun, man. It's it's uh, it's a blast. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to go to a couple rounds this year. Shout out to Andy Gray. He, you met Andy. He works over at Mid State Parts Manager over there, and he uh, he is Jordan Ashburn's mechanic, and they're uh, they're gonna go for the championship this year. So I want to go out there and watch a couple races, and also Scott's getting goggles are getting more heavily involved with the GNCC because their prospect lenses made in the USA with the roll offs can't beat them in, in the woods. Like they're the best. They can't touch them. Um, so I'm excited to, to see what those guys can do. And I, that's another series I see just blowing up, man. It's it's crazy how many, like Iron Man, it's so grassroots. So I'm excited to kind of go to a couple of those and check them out. Yeah, I, I was blown away. The one we went to in uh, Beckley, West Virginia, awesome facility. But the, the amount of people and uh, that are showing up for these these things is it's really good to see it definitely uh definitely proves that that the industry is healthy at the moment yeah i love it i love it so sean um that's a that's a wrap on my side we're about an hour 15 in so for you is there anything else you want to say anyone you want to thank before i let you go uh now man all good appreciate you having me on and uh it was fun my 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 first podcast too so podcast uh, cherry i love it yeah yeah my my pleasure yeah no worries if you need me to come spin a couple wrenches for jb up in india or atlanta just let me know i know you know my mechanic skills are top top notch so you 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 definitely won't be getting that phone call (laughs) damn it hey (laughs) you don't if you don't ask you don't get right yeah that that is that is true so i mean it would be cool to like tighten the seat bolt and then JB go win and I can say, dude, that's because of me. I did that. Uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you put the T handle on the seat bolt, but I'll double check it after you're done. <laughs> put a torque wrench to it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Sick, dude. Well, I'll definitely be seeing you at some rounds. Uh, Indy, I think, is on my list and Atlanta for sure. So I'll be seeing you at those and I'll probably get cool guide, but it's, it's cool. I still love you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's let's see JB get on the podium this year, man. I'm excited. Those bikes are sick, and he's riding good, and he's in fly gear. So I mean, it's I mean, it's a win win. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, one one request: if you come to any of those r- rounds, yeah, bring two pep one cheese. Oh, Joey's baby. <laughs> oh my god, I might get that for lunch tomorrow. People don't know if you're ever in Nashville. There's a little pizza spot in Joey's, and this lady and her husband are just grinding like they like she actually like scared me a little bit i think she wanted to fight me when we went she scared both of us dude they were not feel like because i was like being picky she's like no this is what you get get to get to get to moving get to going you're holding up my line <laughs> i love it sick Yulo. thank you i really appreciate it you guys have fun um good luck in san diego and of course if you need anything give me a holler and then uh tell jb to put it on the box Cool. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Of course. Talk to you soon. See ya. See ya.